Welcome to the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living and elevating our vibrations. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm a metaphysician and energy healer. I specialize in healing trauma and guiding us on the journey to self-love. My purpose is to help the world heal through this pivotal time in history, and I'm honored to be here by my best friend and co-host, Sarah. I'll be here to help everyday people find ways to stay healthy while healing because it's essential to nourish our bodies as well as our minds in order to stay fit and create a life of joy. Today, I accept and let go of the things that I can't control and focus my energy on the things that I can. Today on Vibing Consciously, we're going to be discussing one of our favorite subjects, the magic of meditation. We'll be discussing the science behind meditation and what research has shown us. Then we're going to deep dive into the spiritual benefits and how it has helped us. Let's Vibe Consciously. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Vibing Consciously. Today, I'm so excited to talk about meditation. I love meditation. It's the one thing that if somebody says, oh, I have a headache, I am sick, I am sad, anything. My answer is, have you meditated? And I usually say no. (laughs) (laughs) Because the busyness of life catches up to me, but I will add my favorite times to meditate are right after a hot yoga class and right before I go to bed. Oh yeah, those are good times to meditate. My favorite that I've seen, the beginning of the day. A lot of people don't think to meditate at the beginning of the day because usually, you know, we get right up and if you have kids, the morning is the busiest time, but the morning is when I get the most stressed out and the morning is what shows me how my day is going to go. You know, if my morning Mm -hmm. goes bad, the rest of my day is probably going to go bad. I'm going to be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. But if I start off good, then I'll usually have a good day or I'll be able to handle the challenges a little bit better. That's true. Because this morning when I woke up, I said, I'm going to have a calm, peaceful day. And I'm also going to remain patient. Yes. And it helped. Yeah, it really Until does. I started driving to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic is, is the one thing that always challenges me the most. Well, people are amazing drivers. So good. They're so good. The best drivers. We're manifesting right now. <laughs> yeah, do you guys see how I, I changed my wording there? Instead of it being something negative, I turned it into something positive. Like that guy that was driving down the street... And was only going five miles per hour, but I remained patient. Right. Even though it was 55. Yes. So that every time I get in traffic, that's what I say. This is an opportunity for me to learn patience. It is the ultimate opportunity for me. Um, but if I meditate in the beginning of the day, because I was really bad about waking up and the first thing I would do was grab my phone. And start looking at emails or looking at the weather. What's it going to be today? And then social media, of course. And I have noticed my mood is so much different if I just leave social media out of it, first of all. But if I 
feel myself waking up and I become aware, okay, I'm awake. I'll usually leave my eyes closed for a little while. I'll try to remember my dreams and then I'll go right into meditation. Mm-hmm. And usually if I do that, I can remember more of my dreams and you're still kind of in that theta state where you can manipulate your reality. So if you start visualizing and thinking how your day is going to go and start planning your day ahead of time, you'll actually see as you go about your day, the things that you were visualizing that morning are actually happening. And it's pretty cool. We're going to tell you now a little bit about the scientific research that's been done on meditation and what we know from concrete evidence, because I know for me personally, sometimes it's hard for my analytical mind to wrap my head around something until I see the proof. I'm just going to share a little bit. There is so much information out there on the benefits of meditation, but these are the top ones that I found that I thought were really important. Practicing meditation for six to nine months can reduce anxiety by 60%, 60%. And it doesn't even say you have to practice meditation for an hour a day. If you take five minutes out of your day, close your eyes, sit still, and meditate for six to nine months, you can reduce your anxiety by 60%. No medication, Mm. only meditation. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how they sound so alike. Meditation is medication. Hmm. And I mean, I don't know if we can throw this in here, but you were on a lot of medication. I was. Yep. And now you're off of all that medication. Because of meditation. (laughs) Meditation, come on. (laughs) Need the hand clap now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was on a lot of medication and I felt like an experiment to these Mm -hmm. doctors because I was misdiagnosed over and over and over again. And then they put me on medication that would make me a zombie. I wouldn't be able to function. And it was years of doing that. And what's really funny is my psychiatrist is actually the one that told me about meditation. And I remember the first day he said, have you ever tried meditation? And I said, you know, I just don't think meditation is for me. I cannot sit still for that long. And I was just diagnosed ADHD as well. And so that was kind of going through my mind. I've known so many people that have ADHD and they're like, well, I can't meditate because I can't shut my brain off. Right. Yes, you can meditate. Yep, you can. And ADHD is attention dialed into a higher dimension. I don't know if any of you guys know that. We operate differently because we think deeper and I don't think that it is a disability at all. I mean, it comes with its own challenges and meditation was one of them because it took me a long time to be able to meditate and get all that out of my head. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it changed my life. Meditation can also reduce wake time by 50% for those with insomnia, 50%. People with back pain were more likely to experience a 30% improvement, which I'll say I'm another case of that too, because in my family, we have chronic back pain. Everybody in my family has chronic back pain. But once I started meditating and started building the muscles in my back, because you have to sit for a long time for some of these meditations that I do, and I barely have any back pain unless I'm holding a lot of stress and then 
meditation I know I need to do. Mm -hmm. It can also reduce depression relapses by 12%. It leads to massive increases in the regional brain gray matter density. It also plays a critical role in delaying the onset and slowing the progression of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And it may reduce PTSD symptoms by a whopping 78% of the time. And people who meditated over an eight-week span changed the expression of 172 genes that regulate inflammation and glucose metabolism. 172 genes. I know you're wondering, what happens when you meditate? How are people able to do this? And how am I able to do this? When we meditate, our brain and memory become stronger because it calms our sympathetic nervous system. And it increases cognition and attention. Mm -hmm. How? Meditation activates the prefrontal cortex in the brain, increasing the levels of free glutamate, which stimulates the hypothalamus to release beta endorphins. And it also increases melatonin levels by 98%. 98%. That's huge. So people who struggle with sleep, meditation should not be an option for you. You have to meditate. And that's probably why you can't sleep. Because mm -hmm. your body is telling you you need this time of rest. Remember that, 98% in increased mm -hmm. melatonin levels. And melatonin goes further than just sleep. We don't even realize the benefits of melatonin, which we won't talk about now. But look it up. It's incredible what melatonin does for our systems. I put it in my tea. Yes, it's excellent. That's the end for the science stuff. I'm going to tell you now how meditation has helped me and the benefits that I've seen from regular meditation. For one, meditation has made me so aware of my monkey mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I first started meditating, I, I didn't realize how much my brain jumped around from topic to topic to topic, things to do. It's also helped me to control my breathing, which has given me a slower heart rate and less anxiety because I typically have a lot of anxiety and my heart beats a mile a minute all the time. With meditation, you have to pay attention to your breathing. It's taught me how to do that throughout the day when I'm not meditating. Another thing it's done is it's given me more patience because I've, I've always struggled with patience, especially with myself, giving me more patience with myself because it's so hard not to get frustrated when you first start meditating mm -hmm. and you almost feel like you're broken. Why can other people do this and I can't? Well, you just have to stick with it. It's like any other thing that you try to learn. You're not going to just jump on a piano and learn how to play a full song. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to work your way up to it. It's like muscle memory. Something else I've learned is how to be in the moment. Because we focus so much on the past and we worry so much about the future. And meditation teaches you how to be present right now in this moment. Because right now in this moment really is the only reality that we have. The minute that we get past the present, we're in the past. Being here in this moment is very important. Meditation definitely shows you how to do that. And I feel like after I've done a yoga practice, 
and meditating, I'm definitely in the moment. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm one of those people that do not have a problem meditating at all. Good. Which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I am able to just close my eyes and see energy pretty much. I mean, it's, yeah. it's weird. At first I was seeing like shapes of different things like horses and these things that would just randomly appear to my third eye. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that started transitioning to energy and color. Yes. And that was when I did what? I texted Kat <laughs> and I said, what is this? <laughs> I know it's amazing. I would see purple and I would see orange and then I'd see red. And I was just like, what's happening? Like I wasn't <laughs> thinking about the colors. They just, it would do like a transition from white to slowly into green and then warm green and then purple and yeah taking you and that's how I knew that I was clearing those chakras I'm glad that you actually said that because a lot of people don't realize too meditation it has all these benefits for your mental health and physical health but they don't realize the other stuff that comes with it too like being able to see energy and also you open yourself up to more spiritual gifts, the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, all of these abilities that we all are capable of. But, but don't realize it until you start meditating. Right. I have clairvoyance mm-hmm. and I did not realize any of this until I deep dove into meditation pretty much yep. and yoga. Yep. So you'll find out a lot about yourself and my favorite part about meditation that's kind of, it's almost addicting to me is the overwhelming sense of love that you get at times, Mm -hmm. which it doesn't happen every meditation, but it definitely happens at times where you can release the ego and get outside of yourself and become one with the universe. If you can get to that level of meditation that right there is what makes me believe all of this is real because I don't know or understand where that feeling comes from because it's out of nowhere. But you can feel it in your entire body, a sense of warmth. And I compare it to if someone rubbed Bengay over my entire body mm-hmm. <laughs> or just drenched me in eucalyptus, that's how it feels. It's like a warm, mushy feeling. Right, and it... <laughs> It takes you to tears. You can't help it. It's just this overwhelming sense of love and gratitude. And that's when you realize we are not individuals. We are a part of a bigger consciousness that is just looking at life through our eyes. Mm -hmm. And the other thing with meditation is when you meditate, it brings in the spirituality, the intuition, the communication... Mm-hmm. the love, the power, sexuality, and survival. Right. So it's almost like if you can activate all those, you're not really in 5D, but you're working your way in that direction. Absolutely. But it's not easy to activate all those. <laughs> right. And as you go through your meditations, there's something else that happens naturally in everyone's body that's called kundalini energy. And some spiritual people want to rush their kundalini awakening so that they can open their third eye and they can see other realms. Mm -hmm. 
but sometimes they suffer from psychosis if they do that too quick because it's a natural energy that moves up your body as you age and usually by the time you get to your midlife crisis time you're hitting your most pivotal time in your life you're hitting that point of energy in kundalini where you can either awaken to who you really are or you can still close off your emotions and deny god and you'll start seeing your body fall apart and it happens the same way with everyone everyone for women what's funny is when they reach that pivotal point kundalini energy is in our throat because for so long women have been suppressed we haven't been able to speak our truth for men it's when it hits their heart because for men they have been taught to shove down their emotions be angry ego ego so you'll see with men especially if they deny their kundalini energy because it rises up your spine it goes from root at the base of your spine up to sacral the bottom of your belly solar plexus the top of your stomach and then the heart if they deny the heart and they shove down emotions like they have their whole life and don't embrace that sense of love that they have in mm-hmm. themselves you'll start seeing them have heart attacks Heart attacks is the number one thing that happens to men when they deny kundalini energy. Mm-hmm. But if they don't deny it and they actually open up to their emotions and to who they are, their life explodes and they have all of this abundance of love and family and warmth in their life instead of sports cars and bankruptcy and divorce mm-hmm. and cheating. Cause that usually happens too. And with women, If we deny our kundalini energy, you'll see throat cancer. You'll see stuff with our brains, brain cancer, brain tumors. Or a lot of times we'll gain a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. extra protection because we're not able to speak our voice. It's funny that all of these things that happen behind the scenes, we have no idea about. But once you start meditating, you can actually see where that energy is at, where the kundalini energy is at. So how you're seeing colors, you could be seeing where that kundalini is working up, or you could be seeing the clearing of the chakras, Mm -hmm. unblocking of the chakras. But usually if I meditate and I try to see where my kundalini is at pretty regularly, because I like to be ready for it, Mm because once it moves into a new chakra, usually you'll see your life go through a lot of shifts. So I like to be ready for those shifts. Um, And you can look in your astrology birth chart and know where your kundalini energy is at too. Hmm, Interesting. But if you have any burning questions about your life, what should I do with my career? What should I do in my relationship? Whatever burning questions you have, you can figure those out through meditation. And you can also revisit yourself in past lives. And you can also see future visions of yourself, which Sarah has been having a lot of too, future oh. visions. Oh my gosh. And a couple of them have come true. Yep. <laughs> yep. So all of this woo-woo stuff that we've been taught for so long is crazy. You're crazy to see the future or, you know, you think that you're a psychic or 
an energy healer, whatever the case may be, all of this stuff we've been taught for so long that it's the devil or you're crazy. It's not. But why do you think that is? Well, because of religion. Religion teaches us that it's crazy. You're not supposed to know the future. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to meditate. You're not supposed to X, Y, and Z. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yep. Well, the thing is, is God gave everybody spiritual gifts. And it's just a matter of we're going to use those spiritual gifts. It was funny. I was talking to a family member the other day. And I was telling her how I'm, I'm trailing off here a little bit, but I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> I was telling her how I had some dreams that had come true. And she's like, wow, that's the craziest deja vu I've ever heard of. I said, it's not deja vu. I said, those are dreams given to me by God or source or whatever you want to call them. I said, it's not deja vu. I said, it's a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. I just, that's absolutely right. And what's funny too is with what you're saying and with what I'm asking, why do you think it is? Meditation will make you ask questions like that and you'll be able to see the truth versus lies so much faster. Yep. Because I'll tell you right now, we have a power that is among us now and has been among us for eons of time that have kept us in the dark to our spiritual abilities and to the truth of who we are for the sake of getting money in their pocket. It's better for us to be sick. It's better for us to be unhappy. It's better for us to hate each other and be segregated because it'll keep us blind to the truth of who we really are and our real divinity. Mm -hmm. And right now, that is what's happening on earth is everyone is coming awake to that divinity because more and more people are starting to meditate. They're starting to become an awareness of these things that are happening in the world. And oh my gosh, I have been living a life based off of earning all these people money when I've been suffering and they've been able to keep their country club memberships. Mm. That's not right. We're starting to wake up and see this. And I'll say there are so many more of us than there are of them. So the more we change our minds, the more we change ourselves, the more we look inside, the less power they have over us. And that's what this whole journey is about, is seeing where others have had power over us and choosing to take our power back. That's the whole point of this planet is we unintentionally fall under these doctrines of other people and we get to a certain point in our life where we realize, we come to an awareness of these doctrines that we've been living under and we then say, who do we want to be? And this may not happen to everyone. There may be someone out there who has known who they wanted to be since they were a little kid and they followed that and now they've aged and they still look back and say, wow, I did everything I was supposed to do. And for those people, that's wonderful. But I have a feeling that those people aren't listening to our podcast. The people who are listening to our podcast are the people who are in the same situation that we're in where we have grown up. And now we're seeing, oh my gosh, these habits that I have, these beliefs that I have, all these thoughts that I have are due to other people's voices in my head. These aren't even my voice. And we take our voices back. 
And then we decide which ones we're going to believe and which ones we're going to adopt and which ones we're going to make our truth. And then we move on from there. And throughout this podcast, you'll hear us talk about different things that some people call conspiracy theories. So how I said that these people, quote unquote, have had control over us so that they could keep their country club membership. And I know how that sounds. I know I sound negative, but I'm the type of person where I do know that we create our own reality. I know how we do it. I know the mechanics of it. I know that positive things have to come out of my mouth in order to anchor here in the 3D. But this is the thing. We're now starting to see what toxic positivity is, and it runs rampant in the spiritual community, where for me, my secret sauce has been to face the reality of the situation. There is a reality as we know it, Here on this planet where certain systems have been set up to give us challenges and things to grow out of. And how I look at it is in Dolores Cannon's books, she said that right now in the time that we're living in, there are very few new souls here. The souls that are incarnating on earth are like the heavy hitters because earth is so hard. It's so difficult for us as spirit because us as spirit, we're all connected to source as one together as a collective. We have respect and love for every living being, not just who we know to be like ourselves, but every living organism in the universe. That's us as spirit. Our minds, our consciousness are that of God when we're spirit. But when we come here on earth, we're faced with human temptation. And that comes in many forms, depending on who you are. Because Sarah may not fall to the same temptation I do. The temptation that I fall into, the ego that I like to adopt, is fear and unworthiness. Those are the two things that I know I have come here to work on. So I've given myself ample opportunity to work on those things, not only with the relationships that I hold closest to me or traffic, but it's also our governmental system because in my viewpoint, I think that's the ultimate challenge here on earth. The ultimate challenge is to come out from underneath the veil that they have over us because we've been led to believe that our government is here to protect us. And I'm going to let you believe whatever you want to believe, but at least have an open mind and look at the things our government is allowing to happen and look at our politicians who are now being caught for fraud, manipulation, sexual abuse. These people are running our country, guys, and they have been for a long time. Because when one goes out, they already have another one that they have in mind to put in place of them. And look at our election, our last election, and the fraud that was in that. So I think that we all have to allow ourselves to feel the anger, feel the sadness and grief over feeling like our government has failed us. But then realize we are bigger than our government. Our government can only control us so much We are still individuals with free will on this planet. That's one of the rules here is free will. 
So if I get stuck in negative thought patterns like this, which I do, I always remind myself I have free will. They do not have control over me. I do not have to buy the bad food in the grocery store. I do not have to buy all of this plastic stuff. I can make better choices to recycle, reuse, limit trash. All of those are steps I can take for myself to better the environment and to go against these people who are killing it, who seem like that's what they're here to do. Look around us. What are we going to do to stop that? Because like I said, there's a lot more of us than there are them. And we can buckle and we can say, oh, well, little me, I'm never going to be able to do anything. But that's why there are people like us who are starting podcasts or YouTube channels or any sort of creative outlet that there is to get word out there that, hey, it's not just you. It's not just you. There are thousands hopefully millions of people taking these little steps. It's not just you. If we're all taking these steps together, we're going to build a better future. And not just for us, but for our kids, our grandkids, and the ones that come after them. Because again, the reality of the situation is if we continue to go the way we're going, they're not going to know the planet that we know now. Their environment is going to be so much different than anything we've ever known. We knew life without technology. Look at the impact technology is having on our kids. They're getting diagnosed with attention disorders and they're having to be put on medication, hard medication, that sometimes later in life leads them to become drug addicts. And I'm only saying this because I know from personal experience. I know people who were put on Ritalin as children and now cannot get off of hard drugs to save their life. I was in a car accident in my early 20s and was put on pain medication and was told to take it every four hours. So that's what I did, and I'll let you guess what happened after that, after months of taking pain medication every four hours and what I had to do to bring my body out of that. And I was in my 20s at that point. Imagine being a child on these drugs. Their world is not going to be the world that we've known if we continue on the path that we're going. Please get your kids outside. Please consider talking to your public school about changing the way that they teach children. Get them out of desk. What kid do you know was built to sit in a desk for eight hours? My daughter in third grade only has 20 minutes of recess time a day. Out of an eight-hour day, she can only run around for 20 minutes. She is a child, and parents are wondering why their kid won't sit still in class. Why their teacher is constantly reaching out to them. Oh, little Johnny is acting out again. He's interrupting class. Why do you think that is? There is nothing wrong with your child. Nothing. They need to move. And the more that they stay sitting, the more that that energy that they have is going to sit in their field and cause pain and disease, brain fog, GI issues. So if any of these are happening to your child, maybe consider, huh? They've been sitting at a desk since they were five years old for eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. And not only that, 
But when they get home, are you still stressed out? Are you still going, going, going from your day? Because again, this is the system they've built. Stress, go, 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 go. Keep them in fight or flight. That keeps them sick, going to the doctor, getting pain medication, staying in the hospital. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I know that with energy healing, herbal supplements, the correct diet, food from the earth, and lowering my stress level, and simply going outside or meditating, that will stop that cycle. Why am I not doing it? Ask yourself that. Why? Because as long as you're not doing those things and taking care of yourself, they'll always have control. So you've got to break out of that. Because as long as somebody else has control over you, you're going to be stuck in negative thought patterns until you recognize what kind of thoughts you want to have, what kind of life you want to have. And for me, I want to have a good life. I want a happy life. I want to think about all of the possibilities I'm going to create for myself. I want to think about dancing with my daughter in her bedroom. I want to imagine making an impact in people's lives and seeing that impact, seeing them get better, seeing them take their power back, seeing them be their authentic self. That's what I want. That's why I'm here. I want to see everybody grow. I'm already seeing it around me every day. People changing, complimenting each other without feeling uncomfortable, helping each other without feeling like you're being a burden to them loving others outside of your family. The world is changing. The little steps that each of you are taking matter because we are all doing them together as we ascend. And that's where I'll end it for today. Thank you so much for being here for this discussion about meditation. Our next episode is a doozy too. It's about healing trauma and putting in the work. We'll discuss some steps to healing, and how we can actually hold trauma in parts of our body. We'll also discuss the waves of healing trauma and what to expect as we go through this process together, and things you can do to make it easier on yourself and to reap the rewards during this time. Thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and practices we've shared have helped you raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Remember to be kind to yourself and listen to your body and trust the process. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Vibing Consciously Podcast for more insights and inspiration. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love and positivity wherever you go. Namaste.